What's up, everybody? I'm Queen Cujo, and you are currently listening to the Guillotine Girls Horror Podcast. I'm here with my bud, as always. Madeline, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty damn good. How are you? I'm good. The week's been kind of weird, but fuck it, it's good. It's been doing nothing but rain here all week, which kind of stinks, but it's kind of nice because I don't have to mow my lawn, so. No comment there. Um, It started raining today after being gross and hot, and yeah, the lawn is growing great, and I don't want to do anything about that. (laughs) I'm going to be lazy. (laughs) Yeah. With that, kicking off this show, um, are you currently obsessing anything Madeline. Yeah, I I'm a little ashamed of myself for this, but so Rob Zombie is um putting Three from Hell back into theaters the Monday before the damn Blu-ray DVD release. I was like, uh, no one's gonna do that. No one's gonna see that. And then he's like, oh, and we're gonna give out this really cool free poster with them. And I was like, and ticket is bought. Oh my god. It's like, I'm such a damn sucker. It's pathetic. It's like, I'm not going to do that, Rob. You're crazy. Look, cool poster with Richard Brake and Bill Mosley on it. Woohoo! Shut up and take my money. That's what it means. Yep, exactly. And, you know, and I keep my stuff because I saw a lot of people selling those three from hell, like not only the um, posters, but the bumper stickers for stupid prices, like $500. No. Fans yeah on ebay just check out the three from hell like posters and it's like super rare only so many made type stuff and people are trying to sell them for like 300 bucks the bumper sticker because i wanted one really bad i saw one go for 80 dollars. fuck that price gouging scalpers screw that horse shit you guys aren't real fans because real fans would have been holy shit bumper sticker i'm gonna put that in my car or my lap because we like doing that it makes sense is, is there any other current obsession watching or or besides poster hoarding a poster hoarding my nah, just kind of preparing myself for my uh my trip to go see jeffrey combs oh. on stage really oh. yeah <laughs> over in Terrytown, new york he's gonna be poe i just kidding Ready for I, that, trying to save my money. I hate you so much that you get to see him like that. He never does any of that cool shit and comes to Texas. I think the only thing he did was Frightmare, and that's it. He seems to stick to California, where he's from. and Because yeah. I remember when he came here to New York, it was... He even commented that it's so rare that he comes to the East Coast. Or he really leaves his, his little spot in California. It's like, well, you should more often, dude. We yeah. love you. Like, dude, I have two copies of Dr. Mordred. You need to come to my neck of the woods more often. I was, I don't know. I waited in line and waited in line. And, and there was like the poster for Reanimator. I'm like, all right, I want it now. Give it to me. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so excited. <laughs> Big Poe fan. Like I have Poe tattooed on my leg. So this is like a dream come true. I hate you. God, I hate you so much. You should come to New York one of these days. Harrytown, New York, when it's going on, we can paint the town red, go see Jeffrey Combs. Me pass out around all the cats. Who the fuck is this? (laughs) Some weird orange-haired freak you let into the house, Mom. (laughs) No. I I mean, I I do want to go up to New York. I really do. One of these fucking days, I will venture up there on my own and hope to God I don't get mugged. But yeah, you know. <laughs> it's, yeah, here you just have to worry about Kuma mugging you. <laughs> so, that's our governor. He really likes taxing us into poverty. <laughs> that's what we have here in New York. Extremely high taxes in snow. Great. Come to Texas. It's hot as shit. And I don't know. There are taxes here, but they're not that crazy. I'm currently going to go into my obsessions recently. Besides just like mentioning the fanatic besides that movie. I basically I drank that Kool-Aid that Madeline had given me about the greasy strangler. (laughs) I fucking hate you now. Can we tell them how what we're going to do next show? 
Um, yes, it's going to be an all greasy strangler episode. That's what it's going to fucking be. And I don't care if the outsiders are doing it. They can kiss, they can kiss my ass from the back. The outsiders aren't allowed to do the greasy strangler. Everyone knows that I'm the high priestess of the greasy cult and I bring so many into it. <laughs> and somehow I drank that Kool-Aid. Great. Yeah. Oh, oh come on. You, you know your life's even better now like it's an, it's not a movie, it's an experience. Once you experience Michael St. Michael's sweet potato dick walking around in this movie, you never you can't keep your fucking eyes off of that fucking bullshit. Oh my god. I'm watching and did you walk around quoting the movie. You did. You walked bullshit around Bullshit artist. Yes. Yes. Bullshit artist. You're a bullshit artist. That's what I tell everybody. You're a bullshit artist. So next show we're going to we're going to drink some creamy cocktails Ugh. and we're going to talk about the greasy strangler the whole show because anyone who has seen the greasy strangler knows it needs its whole it, it needs an entire show to itself it does i think it does and plus this is just just a total not normal movie that needs to be like put out more you know besides the fanatic this one also needs more coverage it can't get enough. There's some. There's a lot of movies that I'm trying to push, and then I'm also wanting to see more. The newest one is Haunt. I need to definitely get on my shit and watch that. I know it's on Apple TV, so I need to probably download it and watch it once I'm done with this. Everybody has been going on about Candy Corn and how shitty it is. Oh, really? They said it's that like. Multiple people have said it's bullshit. It's it's total bullshit. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll take your word for it. I won't fucking, I don't know. I won't watch it. And, you know, it's just weird how, like, you know, a movie can get so much gusto and so much, like, spotlight and then totally be a dud when it comes out. You know what my theory is about that? And I'm going to piss a lot of people off. That's okay. Um, so... The people who got to see Candy Corn early, they have some in with a company, if not the distributor itself, to do reviews. Because at first, because I kept seeing all these great reviews of it, and I was like, "Holy shit, I want to check this out." Is it like a Harry Combs kind of fucking thing where he he didn't see one movie and he said it was amazing, and everybody fucking hated it? No, it's more of a case of they want to keep. They want that in still. They want to keep getting sent the free movies, get the early screenings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they sit there and they kiss their ass and they give the movies a good review. That's some. I mean, that's something we run into. Like, I'm a big fan of the whole underground horror scene. That's something they run into all the time where people want that like, oh, they want to get all the unearth doesn't do this. But let's make up the Jimbo something company. Mm-hmm. They want to get all those new releases before everyone, so they're going to give everything a damn great review, so they can keep getting their free movies. Everybody, everybody has a price, and everybody's a high price whore. And I don't know. No. You just need your honest opinion when it comes to shit like this. But a lot of people are getting, you know, a lot of people are sucking the dick of most companies trying to get that good review and shit. A lot of them are, you know. A lot of us are just like, no, this movie fucking blows. I will never waste my fucking time on this fucking movie. Fuck that. Just because, I mean, there's a few bad movies I love, and I was pretty impressed with them. Pancho Moller, I think his name is pronounced. I liked him. He's a good actor, and I don't yeah. think he should have been in this movie if they're totally, like, because he could have done something else instead of this fucking movie. Yeah, Candy Corn has a big full star cast. Exactly. And you know what the you know what the whole equation for that is? Good cast, shitty fucking movie. <laughs> oh, like the dead don't die. Oh my god, yes, you brought up you brought up the fucking terrible <laughs> fucking shit show. Great cast awful movie. <laughs> yes. Cause if it's a good cast, then it's just you know the movie's gonna be bullshit. Mm-hmm. Besides that apocalypse that just happened, of everybody kind of just shitting on the movie, um, I'm going to go straight into the pickups, um, and I'm going to start with my pickups. I blacked out at half-price books again. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. 
I've been binging and watching and purging and all kinds of horse shit about that. Um, but yeah, I found a couple of good movies that I haven't seen in a while. That And the first one that I picked up was the Friday the 13th, the 2009 release. And a lot of people don't like this movie and that's okay with them because I don't give a shit. I like it because just because it's a goddamn Friday the 13th movie. It was... It, um... Um, it was better than the critters. I'll give it that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we love trash. But yeah, no, I I like this movie in particular because it's a newer version of what a big giant court battle is going to ensue from. And um, I like Derek Mears. I think he's really awesome. I think he's a really meaty, tall, slender Jason, and I kind of enjoy that. So yes, send all your hate mail to Guillotine Girls at gmail.com <laughs> I like I like Derek Mears. I've actually met him a few times. He's 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 just a cool laid back guy. Um I got to see a very small panel and it was him, Kane Hodder, Michael Berryman and some guy who played the demon from this really oh, it was one of the really shitty haunted house movies. Uh the not conjuring the it was part of that universe, like the Conjuring universe? No, it was the one that starts with an I. Insidious. It, insidious, yes. It, oh, he was yeah. the demon Insidious. It was like, oh, why are you here? We've <laughs> like, <laughs> got fucking Michael Berryman and Kane Hodder and Derek Mears and you. Like, I'm, I'm filling up a panel. Right. So much bullshit for that. But yeah. I, have you ever seen Hatchet 3? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's in that, too. He plays, like, a fucking hard-ass fucking, like, I don't know, FBI agent or some shit like that. It's crazy, but, yeah, kudos to Derek Mears. The next one I bought was The Fog. Oh, please yeah. don't tell me it was the remake. Please tell me it was the original. It No, it's the original. It's got Jamie Lee oh. when she bangs um, fucking Tom Atkins pretty much... <laughs> He's, like, old enough to be her dad, basically, in this movie. What's wrong with that? I, 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 whatever floats your boat, but I don't know. I, it, I think it's in his contract that Tom Atkins has to bang, like, every person in the movie that he stars in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just can't resist it. He's the original fuckboy, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Such oh. a good <laughs> A bunch of other ones that I bought recently, I have never, like, never seen. Um, but I'm opening my mind to them a little bit. Um, there's one called Death Day that I bought. Um, and if it is a total piece of shit, you know, whatever. I'll just add it to the collection of, you know, a total piece of shit. And then the next one is The Cleaning Lady. I think it's Rachel Alec and Alexis Kendra. And it looks interesting. It looks like it's like a single white female kind of sh- thing going on. Oh, not like the cleaning lady, kind of like Dr. Giggles. She like kills everyone in cleaning themed ways, like with a mop, drowns them in bleach, nothing like that. I don't know. But um, if she has the puns like Dr. Giggles, I'm sold, you know. And then the last one I haven't seen at all, but like this cr- never crossed my mind. It's called Sushi Girl, and it has James Duvall and Tony Todd in it. It is so good. It's good. Okay, I'm gonna take your word. Amazing. It's very. It's. It's very tense, and it's a lot of dialogue, and it's a lot, like in most of it takes place in one. Well, in this restaurant. But it's such a good movie. I was so heartbroken that every time I've seen Tony Todd, he never has anything for Sushi Girl because it's so good. And Mark Hamill's in it. And he doesn't. Mark Hamill plays like a hardcore psychopath in it. And he's so freaking awesome. Well, then I will definitely watch this. And and yeah, I was pretty, pretty impressed with the cover. I'm like, all right, this looks interesting. Let's see how it goes. Okay. And then the other two I've seen. Now, this cover of this movie used to scare the shit out of me as a kid because my mom was a manager at a video store a long-ass time ago, like in the late 80s, early 90s. And this movie is called The Fear. I don't know if you remember it. It's not, it's not Fear with, well, 
Mark Wahlberg, but it's the fear. And oh, had the free looking guy or the wood? Yes, like the wooden. He was a wooden like doll that was made for this kid. And something had happened to this kid. And they got this doll from this department store. And he's like a life size friend for this dude. And he's in this cabin. They go and they, I guess they go hang out with the rich kids cabin, you know, when they're older to kind of go over their fears and stuff like this. And this doll is just everywhere. And his name is fucking Morty. (laughs) (laughs) So every time when we would talk and see this movie, my husband and I would be like, ah, goddammit, Morty, he's in the fucking hot tub again, you know. They made a second one called The Fear Halloween Nights, and it's like a more buffed out version of Morty, and oh my god, it was terrible. I was like, all right, halfway through, I'm like, fuck it, I'm done. I've never seen Fear. Well, just watch the first one. No, just watch the first, all right, wait, the Mark Wahlberg Fear or this, the Fear that I just watched? This one. I've seen the Mark Wahlberg one where he's a stalker about. It, it used to. It was one of those movies that would always be randomly on, like TNT, in the middle of the day, like when you were sick from sick and home from school. Oh. Fear. The fear was on. It was kind of yeah. weird. I, I like you said. I like the fear, but the second one, of course, blows and is not worth your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a wooden a wooden dude stalking you and fucking up your life. But yeah, that's funny. And then my last movie is like a it's 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 a DVD that has multiple movies on it. So I have the Tremors. I can't say trilogy because there's four oh. movies on this shit. <laughs> there's an OG Tremors. You got the second, the third one, and the fourth one. I've only seen the second one, and I don't waste my time on the third and the fourth one because it's just yeah nobody. There's only one original person from the movie. You was actually. I think there's a. I think there's more Tremors sequels than that. More than and four? I think so, because at one point they go back in time. What? That might have been the fourth one. It's like in this like the old West days, and I know the actor you're talking about. I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> he's in it. Oh. He's, he's like the Reggie of this movie. The Reggie yeah. Bannister that stays in the fucking series. Everybody else has gone off and they're like, yeah, I don't want to do this movie again, but they'll they'll stay with Tremors forever. Yeah. Heck, there isn't even... Isn't there a Tremors TV show now? Or there was one? I heard that there was one. I never really yeah. watched it. <laughs> me neither. I, I love the first movie. What do you got for me, girl? Well, um, I actually remember to pick up that I forgot about. I've been trying to behave, but you know, now and then something pops up at me. I picked up it's all of the Phantasm movies. Woo! Set from Walmart. It was only like 15 bucks. And I'm sitting there and I have Ravenger on my Amazon and that's 18 bucks. So I'm like, I can just buy this, have all of the Phantasm movies and finally see Ravenger. So that works out. I also checked out Circus of the Dead, Billy Pond directed film, independent, low budget, and it was so good that an hour later I bought it. Is this a Blu-ray or a a DVD? Blu-ray. It's streaming on Prime, and it's a it's about a troop of killer clowns, but they're not like it's not like you know killer clowns from space or Stitches or it. Like these are basically serial killers, and oh, what's his name is in it playing Papa Corn. Billy Oberst Jr. plays Papa Corn in it and he's freaking phenomenal. So if you need something to watch, Circus of the Dead is streaming on Prime and it's so good. Yeah, I've seen it around and I've never like, you could tell you could tell I live underneath the fucking rock, but um, I, I've seen it at conventions. I think the whole cast was at this one convention called um, Cult Classics um, in Bastrop, Buttfuck, Texas. I was like, okay, I never heard of that movie, but I'll, you know, I'll add it to like a watch list when it pops up because that's what I normally do. That's how I did um, Strangers Pray at Night. I was like, I hadn't <laughs> seen it. So I was like, all right, go ahead, add it to the fucking list and loved it. So, yes, I will put that on my watch list, girl. It was. 
I can almost list that also as like an obsession because I did a series of killer clown pieces years ago. And you know what? I started up again and Papa Corn's on there and John him. It's fun. It's a good movie. Everyone should watch it. Kind of like the Greasy Strangler. Watch it. Jesus Christ. One of us. One of us. God. You're terrible. It's like all the trash. I'm just going to watch all the trash in the world. We love trash. I have no life and I work overnights. So basically, if you work overnights, it is a case of find something to keep you awake. And you know what keeps me awake? Bad movies. What the fuck to keep you awake at night? Bad movies. And it kind of stinks because it's a kid's group home. So I have to be careful on what I watch. So it's kind of like Fan of the Paradise again. (laughs) Woohoo. It's not bad. I, I like that movie. I really did. I totally could like see myself if they did that remake. I would totally watch that shit. Oh, oh, I love it. It's just kind of like watching it once a week for like two months is kind of like uh, I have an issue. What do you see? The howling. Somewhere in the city. In this human jungle. It begins. Just try. He's right there. What do you see? What's there, Karen? What do you see, Karen? What's there? Somewhere in these woods, in this primal, sensuous, secret place, lies an experience too terrifying for words. And now, all anyone can do is watch and wait. Tonight, I'm going to show you something. Make you believe. The Howling was released in 1981, and it stars Dee Wallace, Patrick McNee, and Dennis Dugan. And it is directed by Joe Dante. And it's based on a book I didn't even fucking know. Yeah, the book was much, much darker and a lot more serious than this. Like, they just kind of threw the book out the window. All that's really left is the concept of werewolves and a few character names. I don't know. You can get. You can't get as much as much fucking smutty as when it starts off when she's looking for the serial killer dude, and she's like, "Oh yeah, let's go into the to the jerk station at the fucking porno theater thing." <laughs> the serial killer is just so damn rapey. He's it's like night killer rapey. He's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna make your your body light up," and it's she's just staring at this porno. It's like, ugh. She's like, oh, fuck, I am so, so screwed. Supposedly, he gets killed and taken off to the morgue, and she's got to report, you know, I guess this was a trap, that she's trying to trap his ass or something? Yeah, she was a reporter that he was an admirer of. I think he wrote to her or called. No, I can't remember. And they found this out, so they, yeah, they basically set a trap for him. So she's got she's got post dramatic stress disorder from basically seeing this guy get shot the fuck, and they send her to this colony. Her doctor sends her to this colony. She also has amnesia. Oh, she can't remember what happened. And yeah, she's they're sent out. Her and her husband, uh, played by Mister. Why am I blanking? Who was Christopher Stone, who was actually D. Wallace's fiance? Yep. They go off to this colony and um, it's a bit bizarre. Strange little self-help 
vacation with some interesting characters. Like the hippies grew up, basically, and that was what happened in the 80s. Yeah, there's some people that are really, really upset that the 70s are <laughs> no longer a thing. And there's this chick that looks like that older woman at Coachella that does everyone's tarot card readings. <laughs> Is that the nymphomaniac? Yeah. <laughs> that tries to fuck her husband and shit? Yep. And then there's, like, I swear, they just took the costume that was on freaking uh, Michael Berryman and the Hills Have Eyes for this one guy. Just this, I can't even remember the character's name, but he just wears this fur, like, vest and runs around sniffing things. And it's like, mm. oh, no, that's not fishy at all. Totally not a werewolf, man. Yeah. Like you, as soon as they get to the colony, it's like, yeah, th- there's something... There's something up with all these people. <laughs> I Like I said, if I were to be sent off to a colony after having like a weird, stressed out, fucking induced, psychotic stalker obsessed over me, like die and have to encounter all this weird shit, I wouldn't want to fucking stay there. I'd be like, no, fuck this. I don't want to be around nature. I just want to be like somewhere, you know, and I could focus on myself that isn't with a bunch of fucking hippies, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and some guy trying to throw himself in a fire. It's like, that's not very good for someone who's suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, watch some guy throw himself in the fucking fire. When I first saw The Howling when I was a kid, I, of course, thought, okay, you know, this is... I guess I was, like, thinking Friday the 13th, and, like, okay, so these are our victims. I'm Mm -hmm. like, she's going to die first, then it's going to be that guy, and that guy. And that girl. Coachella lady, I'm like, she's she's the first to die because she's a slut. She's slutty McSlutterson and they a never slutty, survive. A slutty McSlutterson? But surprise! All, Everyone's wearing werewolves. Yeah, they're all fucking werewolves. I'm like, fuck that! Nope, this is like a nest. Nope, nope, nope. All things nope in this fucking movie. Hell no. Which is kind of great. So the doctor is basically like a werewolf Dr. Phil. <laughs> Isn't Dr. Phil already a werewolf? I feel like he is. <laughs> I don't know, but I was thinking, uh, and it may have been the wine, but I was like, if they ever remake this, I want Dr. Phil to play this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fat man that sold you a book about weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. He, he's, I don't know. He's something else. He's fucking crazy. I think it's like the Texan where it's like you have to talk with your drawl like this, you know, yeah. No. Please don't cast Dr. Phil in the remake of this goddamn movie. Please don't. Please don't. Please. No. I want to see Dr. Phil. Outside the theater with a fucking sign. Do not watch this fucking movie. Ever. (laughs) No, if they remake it, they have to go straight comedy. Kind of like, uh, there was, it was on Prime, and unfortunately it took it off, but it was nothing but drag queens doing whatever happened to Baby Jane. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. That's... And they made a complete mockery out of it. They need to do that. <laughs> that would just, just be... Random horror movies? Yeah, and put people like Dr. Phil and... A drag queen playing Dr. Phil playing the doctor in the fucking howling. Okay. You have my yeah. attention. <laughs> For this movie was 1.5 million. They made back about 17.9 million from this movie. Just curious, those numbers, like, are those updated every few <laughs> years? Because, I mean, they just got a deal with Fright Rags, so doesn't that go towards maybe the Get movie? some of the royalty money? I don't know. I don't know about royal. I don't know a lot about royalties. I guess I need to ask somebody who's in like the entertainment law kind of field to see how that goes. He's like, do people get money from fucking all these t-shirt companies putting them, their faces on everything and doing all the art and stuff? No, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious because a friend of mine, we were talking about Rob Zombie. Uh-huh. And I made the comment, I was like, well, Devil's Rejects had all this merchandise. I mean... <laughs> I forgot. It was like about how he crowdfunded 31. I was like, he couldn't, he couldn't pay for it with all the merchandising Devil's Rejects got. And he was, my buddy's like, you think he got money from that? So I, 
I don't think he I did. Don't know how that works? Um, I don't know. I, I guess it was like uh, Lionsgate got all the money and Rob just got fucked, basically. Yeah, Rob just became very bitter and he made those shitty Halloween movies because he was mad at us. He's like, fuck all y'all. He's like, I didn't see a dime from those Devil's Rejects lunch pails, which they did exist. I had one. (laughs) I'm going to make some shitty Halloween movies. The second one was a fucking... If you just watch Richard Brake's scene, it's pretty good. I didn't... I can't even remember what he played in that movie in the second one. He was one of the um, guys who works on the ambulance, and he's commenting about necrophilia oh, it's a great scene okay all right yes we we have to we have to acknowledge madeline's future husband richard frank of course in every episode and you're She's not the okay. only reason to watch it <laughs> no, 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 nothing else just that one scene you're like yeah i'd so i totally play dead for his ass yep yep that's it uh, it's a cluster yeah <laughs> Such a cluster. Anyway, obsessing about that. <laughs> I am all over the place today. It's, it's this okay. is gonna be a long show. <laughs> no, it's fine. The better. But um, I want to get like I want to talk about Dee Wallace because I think she's a really fucking amazing person. Because not only is she a good actress, she also you know I like her in this movie. I like you know everybody just recognizes her as like the mother in E. T. And she didn't make that movie, like, she was probably, she was actually, I think she was filming E.T. as she was finishing up The Howling, I think. That's what I remember. And uh, E.T. came out the following year, and then the year after that, she released Cujo. And, you know, me, being me, was like, oh, shit, she's in that movie. A lot of people hate that movie. I get so much shit for it, so it's like, all right, whatever. I wish they kept the end the same as the book. That's my only gripe with the Cujo movie. I just wish they kept that end the same. Yeah, I I agree as well. I like the book a lot better than the movie. I didn't really care for the movie, but I liked how D. Wallace was in this movie. Because mm-hmm. you have everybody complaining about like, well, all it is is a woman and her kid stuck in a car and the dog's like fucking with them. And I'm like, well, it's more than that if you read the fucking book. Right. In the, it's a big dog it's a damn saint bernard i mean if you've ever seen a saint bernard if you can think of one on rabies i'd be hiding in my car too forever i would stay in the car yeah and so i mean the wonderful thing about d wallace is is that she's also like she's a public speaker and she's a self-help author i can't talk today right now (gasps) she's a self-help author um, she's written like three books. She has like her own call-in radio show and stuff like that. And yeah, she's really, you know, she re- cares about, you know, just taking care of yourself more and like working on yourself. And she does lessons for acting too. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's almost like our generation's Vincent Price. Pretty no, much. Vincent Price has like all stuff going on on top of acting. I did not know she did that. I want to do it too. I want to like check out her stuff. But Dee Wallace is fucking awesome. And she's just like down to earth. Like I think she's one of the OGs. She's never had to get fully. I don't know. Has she ever gotten fully naked for anything? Not that I have ever seen. Because um... she was in the Hills Have I. She, she was with Michael Berryman. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I remember any, any Dee Wallace boobies. But. You know, it, it's not going to ruin my, my image of her about how amazing she is. And she was in Critters. I didn't even realize that. She's been in a lot. She was actually in Three From Hell. And you can hardly recognize her. They put like a short hair. Well, it might be her hair and colored, but it's like her hair's short and dark. Mm-hmm. And she plays Greta, like the head of the guards. And Greta was like... I think there's a Diane Thorne movie where it was like she played some warden named Greta or something and tortured all the prisoners. It, it was definitely a take on the old women in prison films. Mm. She's that was in that. Uh, she was actually in Cr- the Critters remake, kind of rehashing her role <laughs> from the first one. Do you have any other notes for this movie in particular? Because 
Oh, actually, one. Rick Baker was supposed to do the special effects on this film, and he left to do American Werewolf in London. Isn't that weird that it's just like it's another werewolf movie? And I don't know. I love the special effects in American Werewolf. Mm -hmm. And this one had good effects, too. Like the guy who took over for Rick Baker, he kept that same like there's a Baker-esque feel to the effects, but they're definitely different. I, I enjoy I really do like the special effects, the old school special effects from these movies are just amazing you get into more movies nowadays and it's of course cgi to shit especially when it is a werewolf movie it's like nope i don't even want to fucking watch this shit no it's it's not as effective like the transformation scene from american werewolf that hurts that hurts (laughs) when you watch it like you can i watch it and i'm cringing and holding myself it's like ow so much ow but now even if they do a longer transformation scene it's kind of like yeah it's so unimpressive and it's kind of weird because there's a show that completely ripped off the transformation scene in company of wolves that had that great where the the wolf snout was coming out of the guy's mouth like freaking phenomenal and that was done in practical effects. In this show, Hemlock Grove, that I checked out like one episode simply because they used that transformation effect, it's all CGI and it just sucks. Blows. It, yeah, it, 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 there's nothing to It's like, uh, So, any other conclusions for the howling? The uh, howling. Uh, uh, Dr. Phil needs to be in remake. <laughs> I know. I'm protesting um, that shit. <laughs> Self-help retreat for werewolf. No, not. I mean, it's the howling. Everyone knows the howling. It's a classic. Everybody loves it. It's the classic OG, and and that's just how it is. One of the most explosive, brutal, and purely enjoyable horror debuts since The Evil Dead. Genuinely frightening. Jaws, Aliens, and Predator with a werewolf twist. Absolutely brilliant. Thrilling. Exciting. Scary. I don't scare that easy. And funny. I'm sold. A horror film with bite. You are. of a werewolf movie. Dog soldiers. It'll blow your house down. You want to get into dog soldiers? Fuck yeah, I want to get into dog soldiers. I... Oh my god. (laughs) Where to fucking even begin with this movie? I'm just going to call the stats out real fast for this goddamn thing. Because I just... You didn't like it. I'm sorry, Madeline. I did. I. 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 Okay. I didn't like it as a movie altogether, but there are some like there's some likes in this movie, and there's some like dislikes in this movie. So it's like that's that's my opinion about that. Anyway, werewolf movie. It's a what? This is my favorite werewolf movie. I'm fucking sorry. Uh... This is gonna be fun. This is going to be great. Jesus, tit dancing Christ. Okay, let's get into that stat. The release for this movie was March 22nd, 2002. And it is based in the United Kingdom. Actually, it's based on the Highlands of Scotland. Yeah, Yeah, it was... It was... was, I don't know, I saw it and I was like, that doesn't look like Scotland. Scotland's very flat. And it was filmed in luxembourg hmm. which is bordering on germany never been i've been to germany but i was probably like a little kid when that you know trying to remember oh so th- these two characters there's two characters in this movie that went on to 
star in like bigger projects. You got Let Us Pray. Who was it? Uh, Liam Cunningham. What was it? Liam was also in Game of Thrones. He was Seaworth, which is like one of the Baratheons, like right hand men that mm-hmm. that kind of have a father relationship with this deformed kid in Game of Thrones. Uh, I read the books, so I I don't understand anything that happened in the show. The show <laughs> it was okay and i li- i did like his character in this movie um i mean in the movie in the series excuse me i loved his character in the series when i did watch it and yes i i can't read george r r martin it's like he doesn't write fast enough for me so i'm like eh. if you skip through all the food descriptions it cuts the books in half it really does is it just all food descriptions and all of the fucking game of thrones great game of thrones books pass pretty much like it honestly if hbo had made them accurately it most of the show would be them scanning slowly around the food that was on the table there's another actor in this movie um sean pertwee i believe i'm saying that right i hope i am he plays alfred in gotham and I, I love his voice. And it was really it, it's really interesting in this movie because he gets his like intestines like kind of semi cut open. <laughs> yeah, he gets his guts are just like out of his body. <laughs> and at one point, this poor man, like I, I don't Sarge, this guy goes through so much bullshit. <laughs> like he gets like cut open by the werewolves. His his guts are spilling out of his body. They get picked up by some chick, and her dog starts playing tug of war with his intestines. <laughs> Until they have to shove it back in and duct tape everything, basically, right? Right. And he's like, I don't know why, but the one scene when it first happens and they're trying to get back in, he's like, it won't fit. It's like, what? Let me do it. I'll just shove my own shit back into me. God, fuck you guys. That's yeah, me. He, he just- he just gets the raw into the deal through the whole movie. <laughs> he does. And then um, Liam Cunningham's character is like this big fucking secret agent dickhead that makes them kill the fucking dog in the beginning. You're like, no, not the dog. Anything but the goddamn dog. Yeah. It seems like something like that is in all these like military movies. Or it's, it's a- like... You're the best of the best. Now do this very questionable moral thing. Oh, you refused? Well, you suck. And now you have to clean the toilets. Great. Got all the bitch work. (laughs) Boy. Hate. I don't hate like. Let's see. I hate is a strong word. Okay. Yeah. I dislike this movie because I, I just felt like it dragged on a little bit for me. And I've been like literally yesterday and today I dragged on trying to finish it. And, you know, it it kind of, for me, it, it made me feel like I was watching a little bit of USA Up All Night kind of with it because the way the format was recorded. Um, yeah, I can kind of, yeah, I can kind of see that. But all in all, there were some tidbits that I did like about this movie. Um, the special effects are good on this movie. Just the way they portrayed some of the special effects. The breathing in the car where the guy gets eaten is kind of shitty, but... All in all, fake intestines. Um, the where how they have the werewolves like standing up. You mean it, it's kind of corny, but it's also enticing to see you know the movement and the structure of the of the werewolf features on this film. It wasn't bad, but yeah, I don't care for this movie. I'm sorry, Madeline. I really am. This this movie has made the warmest fuzzies. I I love werewolves. Werewolves are like my favorite. And this movie, I just, one thing I love that it did is it showed you the things that these werewolves were capable of, like the damage they were capable of. And it made them already very intimidating before you actually see them. And I loved the werewolf design. Yeah. I loved the werewolf design. And I just, these werewolves know how to use zippers on tents. Which is somewhat terrifying. And I love how in the beginning, this werewolf gently opens this tent and then utterly tears the people in it apart. And these werewolves tear things apart. 
Have you ever seen Bad Moon? Oh, yes. That was such an awful movie. <laughs> we had I had to cover it for doing a the spot on the Outsiders and I fucking watched this on Shutter and I'm like, what the fuck? It was, it was a bat. <laughs> it was though the scene, the beginning scene in this movie is like another goddamn love scene like then these people are getting it on basically where Everybody was prim and proper in this other movie, like kind of just making out and kind of getting kind of almost getting down. But the werewolf in Bad Moon fucking just goes in and just doesn't give doesn't lightly open that zipper up on that fucking. Nope, nope. Doesn't lightly do anything. It grabs the chick and that's it. And it's like always the girl that always gets the shit end of the stick. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about. Yeah. Note to self: Don't fucking attend. My my dumbass would be like, "All right, let's let's slice open the side of the tent and get the fuck out." I'm not gonna stay in here watching a fucking wolf try to open the fucking zipper on a fucking tent. Only hor- I, I don't know. The tents that I've seen usually have it have two zippers. Yeah. But except for in horror movies, they don't. Translation: You're fucked. Yeah. It's like there's special horror movie tents. Yeah, I like the effects. I like the blood splatter effects. It's not painty or it's not too watered down. It's just like a right amount of blood. And half the time, I think it did drag on way too fucking much. But that's just my shitty opinion. I am so sorry for shitting on your movie, Mads. We're movie was, this movie was amazing. I, I, I can't, <laughs> it, it's definitely more of a slow burn. And it's, you know, it's it's an all, like, well, not English, but, you know, UK cast. So I kind of expected that. And also, it was, I think it premiered on Sci-Fi Channel. So it almost has a much more polished, made-for-sci-fi feel to it. A little understanding now. I'm all like, all right, what's on? it's on one of those little rated networks. <laughs> yeah. And there was supposed to be a sequel. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, called... Dead meat, where they do catch and weaponize the werewolves, the military, because that's the whole reason that secret. And agent, you lost my interest. Uh. <laughs> killer was in it, but you have to be happy that secret agent dog killer got puked on. It was yeah. kind of some justice there, just because he's going to shoot the, the Australian Shepherd. That was a cute dog. I think he was cute. And then he's like, I'm going to kill this dog. And this guy behind him just throws up all over him. It's like, <laughs> And that was some very, that was decent vomit, by the way. Well, some movies, they actually, just from watching so many behind the scenes stuff, there's a lot of movies where if there's a scene of vomiting, it is actual vomit. Like, yeah. the actor's actually puking. <laughs> so. That's why I never want to be an actress ever. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I got to puke in this one? Fuck. <laughs> I, I just ate. <laughs> no, yeah. I spent a lot of money on that sushi. I yeah. don't want to puke it up. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, it depends where the sushi's from, but, you know, then give it a couple of minutes, but yeah. Did you notice in this that they kept showing the dog's reaction in random scenes? Like, I kind of like that. I kind of like the dog's like, what the fuck? It's like, now and then, they just pan over to the dog. It's like, how does the dog react to these werewolves breaking into the house? It's like... Or the scene where it's like the animatronic wolf is getting really close to the dog, and the dog's like, what the fuck is that? That that, that is not real. And then he gives out, like, a good, like, you know, he kind of growls his teeth as well and try to, like, attacks the animatronic. I thought that was interesting. But yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for dogs. I love animals. The scene in the beginning, meh. And then at the end, the dog is all, like, coming out with the buddy. And after the whole wreckage and ruin of, of you know, the countryside in Scotland. I, I, I don't know. I didn't... Do you have any other notes for this movie or no? It has a medieval sword. Oh, yeah. Big-ass fucking sword. Like, they're in Scotland, so, of course, everyone owns a medieval sword. Or no? Is that not true about Scotland? I don't know. One of these days I'd like to go, and if I find, like, big-ass swords everywhere, I'd be like, look, I found one! It was at the pawn shop! <laughs> Dog soldiers was right! <laughs> it's at a gift shop, Madeline. It's like, fucking... It's the same equivalent to $15. 
<laughs> buy it and send it. Uh, I, I don't know. I can see how nay this would be for everyone, but I, I fucking love this movie. And it does have quite a cult following. It's kind of like one of those movies where if you mention it in a room, you're going to have at least a few people go, holy shit, I love that movie. Not me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless Chris is in the room, and it'll be like, Boo. I'm just gonna be like, oh, have you seen Dog Soldiers? I'm like, yeah. No fucking Ew. comment about that shit. <laughs> Looking at you like, you made me fucking watch a lot of fucking shit this fucking week, man. I hate <laughs> you. is a masterpiece. It's basically, this is what Madeline did. She she strapped me to a chair. She, she did like the clockwork orange style thing where it's like the Alex DeLarge where he's Basically, his eyes are fucking spread apart. That was me during the whole fucking Greasy Strangler episode. <laughs> like, oh my god, what the fuck? And now it's like, even, let's put more salt in the wound and watch this movie. Oh, come on. This was not that bad. Trust me, if I wanted to torture you, I've got a lot more titles to bring up. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm down. Bring it. <laughs> bring it. I'm up for it. Oh, I love how they refer to the werewolves as huge fucking howling things because, of course, this is another movie where everyone forgets that the whole mythology of werewolves is a thing. But when chased by giant wolf people, they're like coming up with all these other random things to call them. The big fucking dog. That's a big fucking dog. (laughs) Yeah, throughout here is like, God, I love this movie. These werewolves are so cool. It's basically (laughs) me. (laughs) You what? I'm just like fanning all over the movie, like, oh my god, I love these werewolves. Your this co-host so- is not. <laughs> co-host is like, nope, 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 nope. No, it does not warm my fucking heart. <laughs> well, that concludes the ending of our wonderful episode with the theme of werewolves in mind. I'm crazy, spooky fucking howling crazy coast queen Cujo. And I'm Madeline. I own two copies of Con Air on VHS. <laughs> Farewell and good night, everybody. Oh! Who's that I see walking in these woods? Why, it's Little Red Riding Hood. Hey there, Little Red Riding Hood. You sure are looking good You're everything a big bad wolf could want Listen to me Little Red Riding Hood I don't think 